Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. Maui Nui is on a mission to help balance access deer populations for the good of our environment, communities, and food systems on the island of Maui. They've shared over 126,000 pounds of nutrient-dense protein with the Maui community. Secure your spot now. Become a snack subscriber and join in helping to build more resilient food and ecosystems on Maui. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I-Venison.com. And use promo code BEAR for 20% off your first order. Outdoor Adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. My name is Clay Newcomb and this is a production of the Bear Grease podcast called the Bear Grease Render where we render down, dive deeper, and look behind the scenes of the actual Bear Grease podcast. Presented by FHF Gear, American-made, purpose-built hunting and fishing gear that's designed to be as rugged as the places we explore. Some of, uh, some of the conversations. How about this cookie? What's in this? Horse feet? Yeah, we put a little horse oh, feet, it really is. chocolate, Oats. peanut butter, and horse what do you, feet. What do you call that? We call them cow patties. Okay. And What's call them no bakes? Uh, they, most I people... grew up calling them no bakes. My wife, their family calls them candy cookies. You what? can imagine my disappointment the first time I was informed that I would be eating a candy cookie. And you and, got a no baker. And was delivered that. <laughs> well, gosh, I would rather this than a candy cookie any day kidding? of the week. I don't know what a candy cookie is, but I had sort of built up something, something in my in head. And then, oh, a no-bake. Okay. Well, imagine my surprise when someone said we were having no-bake cookies and they handed us cow patties. <laughs> <laughs> when my mom's family, they were her dad was a cattle farmer with varying levels of success. And they made these one time. And her sister was about four years old. And yeah. she was watching her mom put them out yep. on, the, on the tray. And she said, those look like cow patties. And they started calling them cow patty. And that's what we called them all growing up. Yeah, makes sense. I had no yeah, idea, yeah. no patty. clue that anyone else would ever have anything else they'd call it. And do you know the secret in our home, in the Newcomb home, to making a good cow patty? Because it's kind of tricky. It's not going to be a secret for long. Well, I'll tell people. You know, a lot of recipes you need like just they talk about like you mix it in with a little love. Yeah. yeah. We say anger. Okay. Anger. <laughs> like you cannot make a good set of cow patties unless you're just a little bit angry at the end because because yeah. it's it's getting the consistency exactly right is a little bit tricky. Yep. And in our family, the person who makes cow patties is Misty, me. Yep. And when you get to that point, if people start to distract you, it's like, hey, stop it, stop, don't, yeah, don't talk it, right now. There's like a there's like yeah. a golden second. Yes. That they've got to. You've got to just oh, be completely so focused. Yeah. And so in our, and I would be like, hey, these won't turn out right. And they'll so for, either be runny or they'll be yeah. dry. Hey, dry, yeah. exactly. And so in our family, we well, started saying, hold on. Right. So sometimes when I make them and they're, yeah. they're like runny, everybody's like, ah, no yeah. one was here to make you mad. Yeah. And so it's like the family goal to make yeah. me really intense whenever, because that, that makes a good cookie. That's eggs for me. Eggs? Yeah. It needs a little, I, it, little anger in it. it. They were perfect this morning. I got real angry. You got real <laughs> <laughs> confessions of a dad. I told why, uh, what's going on in y'all's kitchen to make you mad. Uh, I told the kids at school this place. morning. I said if I had a superpower, what I would want it to be is that at any given moment, I could reach in my pocket and pull out a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Oh, that would be the the oh, superpower you want. That's the yeah. thing in the yeah. life. Or bought from somewhere. Uh, probably a Brahms sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. 
Well, you had me up until then. Yeah, he is the only guy that I know that actually likes Brahms breakfast. I love Brahms sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits. I had never. I love Brahms. Have you ever I had one? Love I don't get Yeah, I like their ice there ain't, cream. There ain't their no ice Brahms cream is great. Dude, I love their There's no Brahms hamburger. The, we should probably do there, six, huh? it's, it's the precision that I appreciate. <laughs> Number 13, <laughs> yeah. baby. That's, that, I'm interested. All right, if ladies I want and pretty gentlemen, decent food hold on and now. horrible There's service, There's a new sheriff in town. He's in there. And Yeah, we're going to just have to get right right to it. Wow. Clay Newcomb's gone. I thought this was going to be a fun podcast. <laughs> you thought you were going to get to just say whatever you wanted to say, uh-huh. whatever you that explains why we're all wearing the cat is away. <laughs> oh, come <Yeah>. on. Okay. <laughs> so I, I was given instructions by Clay to run this like a meeting. Apparently, that's the thing that Clay <laughs> thinks I can do really well. Who's taking minutes? Uh, don't worry, it's he's me. Playing yeah. okay. He's playing on your strings. I know. It kind of made me sad when he said that. I thought he'd be like, run it like a party. No, nope, run it like a, a meeting. Time. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Clay Newcomb is out. Britt and I just talked to him on the phone. Mm-hmm. He is flying into Alaska right now yep. with Steve Ranella. They're going on a moose hunt. And we hope that he comes home with a moose. Yes. That would I mean, be awesome. that's cool and all, but when I heard that he was leaving, I just assumed that he was going to search the country for the next best Bear Grease Bargain Barn deal. I thought he was going to be digging through barns. I thought he was going to be combing right. through attics. Who knows what And he's then he's like, doing. no, it's a moose hunt. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty I mean, cool. No, I mean, great. That's great. Yeah. That's great, but... Well, this would be the first moose in the Newcomb family. Okay. Uh, the first moose brought home, so we're really hoping that it works out. I'm yeah. going to introduce everyone we've got here. We've got, to my left, Gary Believer Newcomb. It's me. To his left, we've got Isaac Neal. Any new tattoos, Isaac? Actually, oh, well, yes. yeah, since the last render. Yeah. I came down on Friday, and I got a possum and a raccoon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think we're going to need to do a possum we'll viewing. One. Yeah, we can do. Let, let me I, just let I me introduce everyone okay. real fast. Should wow. I pull the boots off while we, you're doing the rounds? Is that gonna talk make to me about noise? what's going to happen odor wise? Nothing when you We're pull good. the boots off. Fresh okay, socks. excellent. Yeah, yeah. You get you do the prep work. Okay, for cool. that he he pointed to his jeans and said, "Should I prepare for that?" And I was like, "What is about to happen?" Okay, Brent yep. over here to his left. We've got Brent Reeves here. We've got please write that in the minutes that Brent answered here. Uh, <laughs> We got Josh Spillmaker. Present. Okay, stop that. All right. And then to my right, we've got old friend Malachi Nichols as our guest of honor. Yeah, how are you doing? One of the inaugural Bear well, Grease. Yeah, he was, he was back in the One of the originals. One of the OGs, yeah, yeah. For real. One of the originals. For real. How how are things going, Malachi? Sleepy. Why are you sleepy? <laughs> since I think since we've been here, I have another little boy. So we have two under two. Yeah. And oh, our my. newest oh, is yeah. four weeks. So Not we like are... since you got here today, but since yeah. the last time <laughs> you were here. Since I pulled up, my wife has had three kids. <laughs> well, the commitment. And the Barry's podcast was just that important. Yes. No, yeah. Since I have since I was on last, we, we have two under two. So I think the transi- transition from one child to two. Is the hardest transition. No, I think from zero to one, it is earth shattering. Really? Right. But from one to two, it's just like you realize like, oh, it's just an annoyance. Yeah. It's just an annoyance. Really? I've got three green. I've got three kids, but they're spaced out from 31 to 10. Okay. But my daughter has three and she said having one kid was like having one kid. Yes. And having two was like having two, but having three was like having 15. Wow. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't so feel that way at all. Yeah. I, I felt like one was a lot. Two was like, okay, we can do this. And three was like, just keep them coming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I get one and then one and a half and then 1.75 for each of the gaps. It's just like, now that we have four, it's like the first one kind of like, hey, Temple, can you go grab Ezra? I'm trying to figure out your math here. 1.5. Oh, oh, you had one 1.5. is like one. Okay, I got you. Okay. Oh gosh. Having three is like one point seven five. Man, the transition from Microsoft Word spacing. Okay. (laughs) All right. From zero to one was loved it. Easy peasy. Not easy, but like I was planning on some shake up, right? So it wasn't but the transition from one to two, the girls were seventeen months apart. And that was super difficult. I mean, just it was it, I thought that was really hard. And after that, I really thought, well, we could probably have 12 kids. There's, there's, it's just kind of logistically, it gets a little bit more challenging. But when we got to four, we had four under five. Once you get to four, though, then you got to get a different car. It, yeah. It's true. That's it. Everything is different. You might actually. as well just get a 15 passenger. It's van. apparently illegal to stay at hotels. The hotel industry is anti family <laughs> because you, anti big family, because you go in with four and they're like, well, you can't actually 
sleep six people in your hotel. It's like, yeah. well, okay, Shep, you're about two, so you go stay by yourself. You're <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. that's... It, everything is just a little bit more logistically yeah. challenging. Okay, so have All you right. introduced yourself? Oh, I'm Misty Newcomb, today's host of the Bear Grease Podcast. Woo! Life goals here. Yeah. I've always wanted to be the, the boss. Life goes wild. Yeah. All right, Isaac, I see you've got your jeans lifted oh, up. Oh, yeah, I want to get your, these boots Your back legs on, are bared. Well, actually, they're possumed and raccoon. They're possumed. Okay, let's see. Go a little higher there, all the way up to the knees, because you can't see the top of possum. I'm wearing these cowboy cut jeans, and I don't know if I Oh, there we go. There we go. You should have worn a pirate cut. Have you seen these tattoos yet, Isaac? Yes. They're wonderful and terrible. Anna Anna texted me mid-tattoo and said, I thought it'd be cuter. Let me see the other <laughs> So she was there for it? No, I, I sent her a picture when the possum was done. How but long did it take? That was three hours. That bandito's got the stemper. Three hours sure. to do both of them? Or three, three hours, hours to each? do both of them, yeah. So they're, you said they're wonderful and terrible. Yeah. Tell us everything you mean by that. I don't know if you can elaborate on that. I it's mean, you got to elaborate on that. The viewers, this is a podcast. So it's uh, the, the tattoo artist that I go to, I really like him because he has this sort of wonderful folk art All right. uh, aesthetic about it. Yeah. So it's like kind of bad and kind of perfect. Uh-huh. It's very wabi-sabi if okay. you're familiar with the term. Okay. I don't Perf- know that term. Perfection is... is that what the cool 50% of what Isaac says, I'm like, eh. <laughs> did he just make that up? I don't yeah. know. It could be really smart. It could be I'm just... just delivering it with confidence. <laughs> that's, that's, the <laughs> key. that's the key to that's the key. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we can get a picture of those out there somewhere or something. Oh yeah, we can get of, that out there. Possums are kind of just terrible creatures, but so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like a, I wanted it to be grinning. Wayne, uh, who also lives out in the woods and grows his own food and all that stuff is like I wanted to capture the expression of a possum the way I see it in my brain without it like being a cartoon and I just look at this possum's eyes and I'm like yeah that thing is wild how philosophical <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I have you're to be all really, a bunch of weirdos. I have to be real careful because someone wrote into the Bear Grease podcast this week on the uh, the iTunes and said Misty seems. Clay only read me this part, and then I was like, let me see what they said. He said, Misty seems kind of preachy and judgy, but also like the most welcoming person. And I was like, man, that's that's, that's accurate. accurate. Yeah. And, but then it's, he didn't read it all to me about tattoos. Oh. And oh. so I think I was getting called the preachy judgy for Isaac's tattoos. Yeah. Last. And, and I just want to clarify, I wasn't judging your tattoos. Misty's covered in tattoos. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> she is a tattoo. I was, it was, it's the way you, and I'm not judging. It's just, I'm making a statement. You are very uh, fast with your decision-making oh, process. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand how most people would be like. This would be a lifelong decision. Yeah. So it's going to take me, for me, it would take me roughly, well, yeah. I still haven't got my first. <laughs> I think when folks see that possum, they're going to be you're going to be validated. And I, I think, for, and for me, I, I feel like I could just get a spur of the moment face tat and not give a second thought to it. I think it's just my personality. Just like it's oh, amazing to me. I yeah. don't know how healthy that is, Isaac. I'll do it. I mean, it's working out for me so far. I'll that, do it if we ever have a live render could, again during his undercover to, days. Yeah. Brent, Brent can do knew, a face Brent tattoo learned how to for, yeah. make Isaac. a homemade tat gun. Absolutely. Next time Clay is gone, let's bring the supplies <laughs> and and let's. That, I think that'd be a very entertaining. Malachi, render. you got to come more often, man. This I is know. the most fun we've had. <laughs> All right, Isaac. Misty, can I tell yeah. everybody what they can expect today? Please on do. A, on a clayless render? I can't wait. Clayless um, render. Clayless. So there's four things that I've determined that people can expect. The first thing will be correctly pronounced words. Pronounced. Okay. So, or possibly made up words. Yeah, or, or made up words. They can expect that there ideally won't be any dog scolding in the middle of the <laughs> We've podcast. we dogs yeah. and no scolding. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone bark. just keeps moving. Unabashed. Mustache brushing of the microphone. Okay, good. <laughs> and last but not least, Misty to finish a story. Ooh, oh, I yeah. thought it was bold of him to just drag you like that and then bounce. Hashtag let Misty talk. Did y'all see it? Hear it in this podcast? Yeah. It's it's like my, I was. My I wife w- Misty knows a thing about my, that. About that, I know. I would listen to it, and I was actually he'd been gone for about twenty four hours when I listened to this <laughs> podcast, and so I was starting to miss him a little bit. Yeah. And I'm in the car, and I'm thinking about this podcast and how we're gonna do this, and you know, let's not be too poke too much fun at Clay yeah. and all that, and then I hear that and i'm like that sucker (laughs) (laughs) we have we have a a tuesday afternoon uh listen through one final pass at it whatever me and him and phil i almost said you sure you you want to do that yeah are we are we positive we want to leave that in there okay Uh, i didn't bring it up so anyway 
I thought it was a good podcast. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. But yep. first, Isaac, you have something that we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, absolutely. We have the... The inaugural. Bear Grease Bargain Barn. We, got we some... need good music for this. Yeah. What would be good music? Just I've definitely horns. Do they have, do they have uh, music Fanfare. on the swap shop? They do. We need sponsors. I grew up in, we need... we listen to the radio in, out of Warren, Arkansas, KWRF. Yeah. And they had the swap shop on swap there. Swap shop. But I don't remember music. I just remember. I only remember hearing the swap shop on AM radio, too. Oh, man. Yeah. We had it on FM. And me and wow. I was like Uptown. high quality you entertainment. a swap shop mm-hmm. radio station on, on your radio when you grew up in No, in the, the only time I've heard of swap shop was when I got to Arkansas. Really? Nice. I'm trying to think of it. Nice, dude. Uh, dollar Trade. Dollar Trade. Dollar Trade. Dollar yeah. Trade. I have <laughs> cried listening to some stuff on Dollar Trade. <laughs> Gary with the intro music. That's we, good. We, we finally have music. All right. So first up, we've got Garrett Smith. Um, he has a wood-burning stove for sale with a floor plate and some stove pipe. As you can see in the photos, which you guys can't see, but we'll try and describe it to you. It is in immaculate condition. Wonderful mountain scene cast into the side is reminiscent of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Anybody watch that? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a weird movie. It is. The concept of the movie is bizarre. Yeah. Hey, Garrett is from El Dorado. <laughs> yep, a lot El Dorado, of people, Arkansas. A lot of people would say that's El Dorado, and they would be They would be incorrect. dead wrong. Well, we've got mm-hmm. El Dorado Springs in Missouri, so there you we're go. both on the same page. As I'm Arkansas. saying Garrett can be trusted. Yep, ab- absolutely. Well, um, if you are interested in getting this wood-burning stove for 500 buckaroos, you can contact him, I, maybe his wife, at... B E C C A R O S E one nine nine two at Becca Rose nineteen ninety two on Instagram. It is a beautiful stove, and if you are cold and have too much wood, that would be a good fit for you. I appreciate the fact too that he did identify that it is very exotic, having been made in Taiwan. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll burn wood in two appreciate different languages. That. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Up next hashtag, we- in, in the description, hashtag Taiwan is cool. There we go. <laughs> All right, up next That's we've got- That's actually in there? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, up next we've got Hayden Ferrari, speaking of exotic names. Um, he has a full solitude and full sanctuary 2.0 kit for sale from- Burst light. These mm-hmm. are last year's model with no windproofing. Both sets were lightly used last year as the winter was very warm. The sanctuary was worn one time. And the solitude was worn just five times. Excellent condition. Uh, he's asking 400 for the solitude set. Was that caps lock exclamation yeah. point? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm trying yeah. to interpret yeah. what Isaac's reading. You interpreted correctly. Yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, the solitude set is 400 bucks. The sanctuary set is 575. Both together, he'll knock off 50 bucks for you. 925. You can get a hold of him at H T F E R R A R I. That's at H T Ferrari on Instagram. Okay, pause. I think, Isaac, you're really coming into your calling on this yeah. as we go further along. That At the end of that, when I heard more of an auctioneer voice, okay, did y'all yeah, hear yeah, that? Yeah. I think I, I have a heightened level of stress because um, I have like these coding issues where- Didn't Malachi read... talk about code shifting? When, c- codes, code, code switching? Yeah, code, code switching. Huh? You did. You've talked when? about codes- um, well, but during one, one of those first. Malachi's forgot his whole life. I, mean, I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> He's got two kids. <laughs> he two. Malachi's just sitting there in a daze. <laughs> yeah. He's just good. He's not changing I've his I've been on this right podcast now. before. I know you people. <laughs> so I've got like coding errors where when I read something, I say it differently or write it down differently. So okay. I'm terrified that I'm going to read somebody's Instagram handle and say it oh, wrong. Oh, got it. And then people are going to be like, well, Hayden yeah. made a boo boo. He didn't yeah. put the size in there. And for It's Hayden sized. Hayden size and a solitude and It'll sanctuary are it's a it's a kit of uh yeah. pants and a jacket or whatever. All right. So if we could get a little more auctioneery. Yeah. I, I okay, like I'm, that. I'm, what do y'all oh. think? Does anyone have 25, any other 25, We're not doing an auction. We're doing we're doing a okay, swap shop. Okay, you're right. But I'll do a little bit more animated. I'm gonna try and sell these. All right. So up next we've got this thing is quite a gem here. Give it to me. What do you think? Well, uh, and then I'll read the description. Well, I'm looking at the pictures, and it's it's a pretty cool slate call. I'm it a big a, fan of slate calls. So this is my honorable mention. It's great, but he's made a huge gaffe. Mm-hmm. Can you spot it? I did. Okay. 
So it is a wonderful slate call. It's a slate call. Uh, it's made out of a turkey shell. It's uh, hand carved to look like an eastern box turkey. Yep. Are you turtle. sure it's a turkey shell or it's a turtle a shell? It's a turtle shell. This said, looks like every turkey shell I've ever seen. <laughs> turkey shell. <laughs> I, All right, our, no, no, no. Our, friend, our okay. friend made a little typo here. Turkey, <laughs> turkey call turtle shell. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Uh, it was carved by Steve Stortz, and um, it's a one of a kind. It sounds good and looks even better. Let me know if you need more details, says Parker Batista. One of the details we need is an Instagram handle. So, Parker, if you're listening, email back in. We'll bring it back up. But it was so wonderful, I thought it was worth mentioning. It's really pretty. It's yeah. like a, a terrapin shell, and the, and the striker looks like a terrapin head on there. Yeah. Is that what that looks like? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's it's fully, it's a it's full cool. turtle-themed cool. turkey. Yeah. It's got turkey call. tracks around the edge of it. All right, up next, we've got one from at Chair One Creation, C-H-A-I-R. O-N-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S at Chair One Creations. It is a Bear Grease hat. Now, I've got questions <laughs> as to why he's selling a Bear Grease hat on the Bear Grease podcast, but, but we're not here to uh, find out motivations. He's, he's given it a good sell. It's a long piece. I'm just going to cut to the middle of it. I have in my possession a bona fide Bear Grease trucker cap, but it isn't just any old Bear Grease trucker okay. cap. This cap comes with a story and a lucky streak. This just might be the only Bear Grease hat that has ever been fly fishing. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> From the hey. peanut gallery. Um, <laughs> now, uh, my my friend here, I, I appreciate, you know, I feel some solidarity with my friend here because sure. the underrepresented, up, underrepresented fly fishing community of Bear Grease, um, I appreciate that he's he's bringing this up. But to to be so bold as to say possibly the only Bear Grease hat to ever go fly fishing, it, my friend, I was wearing Bear Grease hats fly fishing before it was cool. Before it was a podcast. And, and it's interesting to me that like this guy listens enough and is avid enough to like write in and do all this. Seems like a great guy. But not listening enough or avid enough to notice that you bring up fly fishing on every podcast. Maybe so just it, pay it, I try to. Do you least. think it's one of your kids that just kind of blanks no, you out? No, we got a picture you... of the no, guy. No, I'm just he's, he's a he's a he's actually a, a fine looking gentleman, good looking dude. Good he's got close the... cropped hair with what? a nice beard. Do you think he's trying to get to you? <laughs> this is calculated. He's he's he's. Uh, it's working. <laughs> if he is, it's yeah. working. Okay, okay, okay. Back to the story. That said, it was worn on one of the best fly fishing trips this side of Hotchkiss, Colorado. 20-inch browns, dry fly hoppers, and even more catching a gold medal water trout with bare hands. If you want to leave your mark on America's favorite hairpiece, buy this one-of-a-kind bear grease cap today and put that lucky streak to the test. Again, that's at Chair One Creations. I think I need to go find Mr. Chair at, at Chair One Creations and meet him out in western Colorado and both of us go fly fishing wearing our bear grease hats and, and sell swap. them as a pair. And okay. see which one has the better luck. Yeah, I was going to say oh. swap before it so you you can put that lucky streak. Mine is autographed. I want to see the fish that took the picture. All right, we got we got one more thing on the dial-a-trade and this one actually sort of put the whole concept of the bear grease bargain barn to the test because as someone who has competing interests with like doing a good podcast and doing what Clay wants, but also wants a lot of this stuff. And so it's like, it's not in my best interest to put it out to okay. all of the listeners. If I'm like, I kind of want this. My man is selling some mountain feists. Oh, yeah. Oh. So well, he says, some good looking pose too. Yep. Tim the Squirrel Dog. Yeah. Is a tree cur, also known as a mountain cur, also known as a feist. Yep. Is he a mountain feist as well? Is that I another? He, he could take that term, yeah. Yep. So is this possibly... Like one of Tim the Squirrel Dog's relatives? Doubtful. Okay. Doubtful. Um, this would be a different di- yeah. different line of dogs. Different dynasty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, sim- but similar. They're good looking pups. Si- similar dogs, you know. You Gosh. can see him here. He's got. Everyone needs a good squirrel dog. He's got. I'm sold on squirrel dogs. A, um, a very My good dogs looking. My dogs think they're squirrel dogs. <laughs> Toyota pickup uh, full of. Fox and gray squirrels to prove that he has actually succeeded with I these. I hope he's got a pressure cooker. Yeah. I'm going to jump in in the middle <laughs> here. The fox squirrels are tough as a boot. 
He says, I am the proud owner of two beautiful mountain feists. I take that back. I am currently the proud owner of seven beautiful mountain feists, but I need to get down to three. My male mountain feist, Timber, Tim for short, Clay, and my female, Coyote Copper, did what dogs do, and my sweet copper girl gave birth to nine beautiful squirrel treeing machines. I have sold four of them. Sound and familiar? we are keeping one for ourselves, <laughs> obviously, so my wife Fritz and myself need to sell four more. Both parents tree squirrels, and they both come from great stock with champion squirrel dogs in their bloodline. I currently have one male and three females up for grabs. You can get a hold of him at holden.mitchell.13 at gmail.com. So that's H-O-L-D-E-N dot M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L dot one three at gmail.com. For a mountain feist, and, that, good and he ropes. sent in his social security number, and we'll yep. post that online. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that Malachi and Lindsay need a a mountain feist in their life at this exact point yeah, in history. The, yeah, getting a dog, I, I I wouldn't pray that on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's all the listings we have. You know what to do to get a hold of these guys, or in the case of the turkey box call, you don't. And so I hope uh, Mr. Parker Batista writes back in. If you have a listing, we're going to be doing this every week. So you can write into beargrease at themeateater.com uh, with the subject line BGBB or Bear Grease Bargain Barn with your uh, particulars, Brent. How many uh, how many contacts did you have? How many emails did you have? Oh, probably a dozen and a half. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. I expect that to grow exponentially. Did it, it was... It was it was enough. There was some really good content there, but like I'd I'd really like some cream of the crop listings. Did anyone offer to buy like an eighty two Trans Am? Any of our <laughs> yes, I'm interested in that. Our our banjo. Well, we had one email about banjo. Okay, just curious. Just yeah. curious. Clay changes his mind every week, so yeah. If this, this guy could, comes I have down, no idea. I, 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 I've got the email, and if this guy comes down on the right day, it might work. I, it might work. Yeah, yeah on the right. <laughs> well, now that he knows the trick about. Tucking his thing and then two six shooters. Yeah. 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 That, go. That, uh, Holt gave us. Yeah. Maybe all over for the banjo sale. Man, our son Bear has been, you know, going to our, the part, you know, everybody has like a shed that they don't, are maybe not a shed, maybe not as much as us, that things they don't really use anymore. And Bear's been take, digging those things out, pressure washing them, fixing machines, selling them on, yeah. on my Facebook Messenger. Good. Because he doesn't, he's not allowed to, he doesn't have Facebook, which I don't, I doubt Facebook is really the big scary monster that it was, you know, but anyway, so Bear has been selling stuff on my Facebook messenger and has been looking to buy a Jeep or something like that. an off-road. Off-road rig. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am, while I'm at work, getting tons of messages from people asking very specific questions (laughs) about about lawnmowers or about just all sorts of things that he's going to, like he went to a friend's house, picked up their lawnmower that they said what didn't work, fixed it, sold it on Facebook. So, so, you know, bears like got uncle Russell blood in them. Y'all heard Clay talk about uncle Russell, his uncle who ran a junkyard bear definitely has a strong uncle Russell. I love that. And it's been, it's been pretty entertaining. And it never occurred to me that people are seeing my name. Yeah. Because I've never sold anything on Facebook yeah, Messenger. And then the other day, I, someone said Misty. And then they asked a really specific transmission question. And I was like, what is happening right now? And then I said something to one of my friends. They're like, oh, it's not you that's selling all that stuff. on." So even my close friends, yes. everyone thought it was me. Your close friends like, thought you were selling yes. mowers and kayaks yes. and the fence. Stolen just, property. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm imagining a scenario in which your son is, is starting his own sort of Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah, he's quite the entrepreneur. Bears bargain grease barn. Bears bargain yeah, yeah. grease barn. I, I was a little nervous that Bear yeah. was going to write in. Yeah, with some yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I, really thought, I really thought he might write in. With he needs some a bigger stuff. audience. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not too late. We've got. We're yeah. looking for content. Tell Bear, him to if submit. You're out there listening. Tell him to include his uh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Is it, yeah. <laughs> we won't know how to get a hold of him. All right. Okay. Y'all listen to the podcast this week. Oh yeah. Pretty riveting stuff. Some really good stuff. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Oh, Holt Collier. It almost is. Was I think it was, who said he was like Forrest Gump? Where you're. I had the thought. I don't know if I said it out I loud. Yeah, I told, did they say it on the I podcast? I think, I think Jonathan somebody did. Said, okay. Somebody yeah. said it. Somebody. It really does feel like Forrest Gump. Like you, he goes through all these, like every single major. He's just popping up yeah. here and there. and 
Yeah, interacting with people. I mean, when Clay said Jesse James' brother, I was like, no, he didn't. It was kind of like when Forrest Gump, like, yeah, there were several points, and I had to remember, wait, this is a movie, but this is actually this guy's life. Yeah. This well, is- I, on the Frank James part, I'd, I'd like to point out, Clay was like, well, I'd like to think that he would have arrested him. But, like, the competing interest there is he was a secessionist from Missourians. That was certainly in line with, you know, the Ninth Cavalry. They would have been of the same ilk. Right, like, uh, so I, I think that he would probably have been conflicted between the lawman portion of him and then the Confederate veteran portion of him. So, anyway, complex guy, a, really complex. He's a complex guy. Yeah, I mean, it was like a a different direction at every turn. As I was listening to the podcast, you know, man, it just says so much about just be yourself, just do what you think's right. It just said so much to me as what the way that guy was living. You know, he, he lived in some a very tumultuous time, if not the most in our history. And yet he survived to be 90 years old in a place where that probably would, didn't happen a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. To go through a war, to be a wanted man, to be in shootouts, to live, just to live in that time and survive was something. But to do it with the odds that he had stacked against him from the get-go, and then apparently... It was just, he called it Tuesday and got up and yeah. did his thing every day. Yep. That's a lesson, man. That's a lesson to a lot of folks. It's a lesson to me. And I was very enamored with me and still am. I cannot wait for this thing. To, I hope it never ends, really. Yeah. But I, a I movie, think, holy cow. I think there's movie. something movie. interesting there. Uh, and Clay have, and I have discussed it. Disgusted it, discussed it more than once. Speaking of no one Sorry, can folks. mispronounce words today. <laughs> Sorry, chair. <laughs> Get out of that chair. <laughs> In, inexorable was the one that got me this week. He said uh, cavalry right the first time, and then went back to his old cavalry. Cavalry. I have to Many admit strokes. that that's one that I had never thought. Of. I, really? I probably would have said cavalry. Yeah, cavalry. Cavalry. Yeah, you've probably been wrong. Anyway, the idea of like. This um, it's hard to get into Holt's head and be like, what are his motivations? What's actually going on there? And 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 really guess what he was thinking. But one of the things that you can see and observe, I feel like from his life is like, okay, be that as it may, here's the scenario. Now, what am I going to do about it? Is it right or wrong for him to have been born into slavery? It's wrong. Is it right or wrong for him to have made the best out of it by making a good relationship with the master? It seems like that's what he chose. And so like it it's an interesting nuance of like these circumstances being as they are, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to wake up today and choose the best life that I can. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I think it's interesting we were we were talking earlier about you know, he made all that money and could have been a wealthy man, but he he spent it and there's part of me that's like Man, I wish he would have not gambled. I wish he would have not. I wish he would have become a wealthy man and like laid up a an inheritance. And and we were talking beforehand, and it's like, well, I mean, maybe he just he didn't want to. Like, maybe it didn't matter. Maybe that's not a value to to this person, and maybe that's it, it was just an interesting an interesting situation. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. She'll love looking back on these memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mom's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving. And this is not a joke. Juju Nukem has an Aura frame, and we share photos and they're incredible. Also, my mother-in-law has one. We have them. They truly are really good, really high quality. The Aura Frame is easy to set up. It takes just two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. It also adjusts the display depending on light levels in the room to maintain the true color of your photos. For real, the digital screen is amazing. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame when you use code BEAR, B-E-A-R, BEAR. That's AuraFrames.com. Use code BEAR at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. 
Whitetail Institute launched the food plot revolution in 1988 with a concentration on research and real-world testing of forage products specifically for whitetail deer. Whitetail Institute's research and development team of agronomy experts provide effective, personalized service. I've been using Imperial Whitetail Clover for a long time in a food plot back behind my house. In 2007, I killed the biggest buck of my life over an Imperial Whitetail Clover small quarter-acre food plot. Imperial Whitetail Clover is the only clover scientifically developed through years of selective breeding. Clover Extreme Genetic Stability provides extreme cold tolerance, disease, and drought tolerance. It really does. Clover is coated with Whitetail Institute's Rain Bond, a polymer coating added for enhanced seedling survivability. They have an exclusive offer for Bear Grease listeners, 15% off Imperial Clover when you use the code BEAR at whitetailinstitute.com. That's whitetailinstitute.com and use code BEAR for 15% off. Sport Dog is the most recognized brand in the hunting dog training industry. Born in 2003 in Knoxville, Tennessee, Sport Dog was forged by a passionate group of hunters and dog trainers who intimately understood the challenges of the field and the special connection between hunters and their dogs. People at Sport Dog know that having a well-trained hunting dog is more than just having a reliable partner. It's a commitment to their safety and unlocking their full potential. The Sport Dog promise to customers is simple. Gear the way you design it. Every product Sport Dog builds is meticulously designed and rigorously tested in the field, ensuring it withstands the toughest conditions you and your dog may encounter. Trust Sport Dog, where innovation meets passion, to elevate your hunting experience and strengthen the bond with your local companion. Using tracking equipment on my squirrel and coon dogs is extremely important to me to track my squirrel dogs and my one old coon dog that's not very good. Get 20% off your first purchase using the code BEARGREASE. Go to www.sportdog.com slash BEARGREASE to learn more. Gary, what do you think? Well, it was it was really unbelievable. I, I didn't think anything could get better than Boone. Yeah. Or even Jonathan's uh, podcast that, that uh, I like so much. But this guy just never ends. You know, we knew about Boone and we knew about these a lot of these guys, but this guy just comes out of nowhere. And what I like about him, uh, so much I like about him, he did what he wanted to do. He, he, he didn't have to fight in the Civil War. He wanted to. Yep. He didn't have to be a gambler. He wanted to. He didn't have to shoot those people. He wanted to. I mean, everything he did, it's it's almost a lifestyle where you just you just go, okay, what do you want to do, Gary? Nuke them with your life. You're 15 years old. I go, well, you know, I want to be a professional basketball player. I, I want to I want to have some money. I want a big house. I want a GTO. You know what I mean? I, and it just all That's happens. I mean, he just did everything that he wanted to do, and unbelievable, unbelievable. But I might add, he was only able to do this because he 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 was very intelligent i mean this guy was and he was like a professional athlete he had a baseball team i mean if he were in our world today he would be a rock star i mean he's 68 years old he marries a 26 year old beauty queen i mean tell me how many guys can pull that off you know so he was a (laughs) <laughs> he was an unbelievable guy with an unbelievable life, and he figured out how to get some chewing tobacco and a <laughs> knee high. Orange, orange crush. Orange so crush, I, I think, Gary, one of the things that you're talking about, I've, you know, I've heard Clay say that he's drawn to people who have a strong identity. Right. I, I have this thing that I find men who are driven for something very interesting. And he had a drive, like there was a drive. If he focused on something, he had a drive to do it. He was a bear hunter. He fought. He, you know, did all these things. And I think that shows, um, you know, I, I think I, I long to, to have that in my own life. And I've recognized, you know, so many times where I haven't had that drive, where I thought, 
if I'd have had more drive, I really could have succeeded in whatever X area is. So I think, you know, some of the things that, that Holt Collier did, you know, we might frown upon, you know, the actual action. You know, I don't want my kids to have a drive to be a gambler. Right. You know what I mean? But, but just to have that drive shows that, that internal discipline to say, I'm going to deny myself of certain things so that I can have that one thing. And I appreciate that about him. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of commitment and drive to drop what you're doing, go into the woods and kill 3,000 bears. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not, that's not something you're going to do as a hobby. Right. You know, I mean, you got to have a drive to do that. You, you and know, I appreciate I, that I, I about people. I see what you're saying, and I, I agree with all that. But life was so easy for this guy. And, and you know, I know you're probably thinking, where are you coming from? So you think from? you think he was extraordinary, like everything he, he, he about was him so was extraordinary. Everybody else that yeah. the Civil War was easy. Shooting these guys was easy. Breaking that horse was easy. Finding a 26-year-old beauty queen was easy. Everything he did, I'm not sure he had a lot of planning in it. He just wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to dominate wherever. I mean, he's not even thinking that. It just happens. He puts his like, pants on like everybody else, one leg at a time, and then makes gold records. Well, if you ever, <laughs> yeah. have you ever played pickup basketball with, no with Michael Jordan, that's kind of the way I think he was. Yeah. At the risk of um, sort of validating some of your takes and making it your head grow in, in size, I walked away from last week's render thinking like, I don't know about your take about love because like complicating this whole thing is the relationship of slavery, right? Slave and master. And it's hard to call something love when one person doesn't really have a choice. That was something that Jonathan said mm -hmm. in his interview with Clay that you were mentioning. But I came back around to it, maybe not wholly, in that, in two instances in this podcast, one, the people around him, even white people, not all of them, clearly, as uh, is evidence, there was Sage and yeah, the guy who and no, no, Sage and the the guy who had oh, the fairy, yeah, yeah, yeah that, Waterford, Wat, Watson, Washburn, Washburn, Washburn. Mm -hmm. he clearly did not have any yeah. respect for what a, what a jerk, yeah. But, but I will say, after that. The normative uh, outcome of that day would be a black person killing a white person. He gets lynched, like if if he doesn't go to trial and gets found guilty. So there are a lot of people who are willing to break the the um, racial norms of the time for this guy, and that is something that is beyond the normal relationship. There is admiration or respect. Um, his former master clearly had a lot of that for him, but also. The story of him coming back from Texas when mm -hmm. he heard that his former You're master, stealing my thunder. Mm -hmm. it, it it just like blew my mind a little bit because there was no, there was nothing owed to him there. He had a job. He was in West Texas. Yep. He was there was no chance of him getting in trouble out there. Yeah. And he gets wind that Hines gets murdered. And he saddles his pony up and spurs the hair off of it till he yeah. can get back to Greenville to a place where he is a wanted man. Yeah. It's dangerous for him to be there. And he voluntarily goes in there yeah. to seek out vengeance. That's not in servitude. That is flat out love for somebody. Which, zooming out, I think that you can still hold on to these concepts of like, there is something muddying the water over here because the foundation of this relationship is slavery, which is abhorrent. Also, this is definitely going on by free will, by choice. And I think for me, the takeaway is just going back to the fact that this is a truly extraordinary human being. Like, I like a guy who cannot be pigeonholed. The circumstances of two people meeting is left up. It's chance or whatever, however it happens. What those two people make out of that meeting is, is the thing that's important. So if I meet somebody in jail and we become lifelong friends, and we love and support one another legally. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. That's what the where you met, to me, doesn't, doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I, for me, I think the black mark, if, there, if there's a black mark on that relationship, it would be on Heinz, which I'm, I'm, I, we can get off into the weeds talking about that. It certainly wouldn't be on Holt no. for choosing the higher ground and being like, I'm loyal to this guy, I love this guy, despite coming from this position i don't know what do you think malachi i think holt is a is a complex guy that i haven't like 
totally wrap my head around mm-hmm. what I generally think about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I what 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 strikes me is not about Holt, but about the people that he was around and how they treated him. Um, I think we've I think everybody has talked about slavery isn't black and white, and how they treated their slaves isn't as clean cut as people make it seem, and how you know the Southern attitude about race mm-hmm. wasn't as clean cut as people make it make it make you seem or make you think. And I just think the the way that individuals around his life supported him that was counterculture to what was prevalent then, I think says something about, I think just the importance of, of human connection, human nature. Um, and I think that's what stands out to me about his life. I mean, I don't, I don't think I would, it, it's hard to, to sit in 2022, it is, you know, yeah. and give a perspective about a guy who was a slave, who went to the civil war, who, kind of just, you know, after the Civil War, kind of just kind of ran freely in the wind. It's hard to kind of give your your current perspective right. on a, an individual like that in a complex, um, complex situation. But I think the way, I think the fruit of his life is shown by how individuals talk about him mm-hmm. and how individuals put their reputation on the line. Because right. I, I, I mean, to support, a, to support, somebody like Holt in that time, whether through alleged murder, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether through, you know, putting themselves up against, you know, if, if he gets in jail, I'm going to break him out, you know, at the Calvary. Um, that says something about the fruit of his life. And I think to that, I can, you know, tip my hat to mm-hmm. versus like the particulars of his life. And even me trying to give a 2022 perspective on right. a situation that I don't think, yes, I'm, you might be real red in a, Mm-hmm. in a particular subject in a particular area but it's so complex that i don't think you can catch fully catch the nuances of 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 what why he made his choices and why the individuals in his life made choices right. with support of him it is complex because i can think of very few circumstances in 2022 where someone would murder someone and i'd be like man what loyalty yeah, <laughs> yeah. true and yet that we're doing you do that yeah. with this I story can think of you can <laughs> <laughs> I think we have different life experiences. I'm but, just saying. Uh, but I'm just saying, like when you when you there's all sorts of aspects of this story that are pretty complex that I think, you know, your heart is kind of drawn to some of the themes, the theme of loyalty, the theme of of rising above circumstances. Like those are themes that we can we can relate to. And at this point, at this place in our, you know, in, in modern history, we're looking back at those things and saying, well, those things transcend all the other stuff that we can't understand that, that, and, and it kind of makes you think about like the broad strokes of your life. And we talk about this a lot, just as a family, you know, with our, our kids are young adults and they're navigating all that. And that was not like a particularly easy stage of life for me. That was a stage of, there was a lot of, a lot of questions and a lot of, there was just a lot to navigate. And I think part of what makes it so challenging is that you think, in your 20s like every single decision you make is the most important decision and they are important decisions you're usually making around that time of life but in reality like I don't know it seems for my kids I hope that they can be a little bit less uh, uptight and realize there's actually a whole big cushion around me like you can make a bad decision today I mean there's just a handful of decisions that you you're really also, can't yeah. make that are bad yeah. <laughs> in and your in 20s. That, in that time but, of life, too, and you're like 22 or 23, like, golly, I've got I've got some stuff i got to get done. Right. i got to get done yeah. now. I can remember being in such a hurry to get yeah. a house and my family and all that. And, I, and then 46, I'm 46 and still having kids. So, I mean, there's there's time, folks. It's also interesting to think about that that time of life, you know, from 14 to early 20s and just thinking about, biology his brain is not fully developed right yeah you know and i think that could play a part into why he takes what from my perspective so many risks to kind of get and go and and getting on a horse and you know going to allegedly kill somebody (laughs) like his his brain is not fully developed and i and i think what i saw inside of you know episode two part of his decisions were 
a lot of how he was raised, mm-hmm. you know, and how, how, how you're raised, what the unsaid values right. and said values of your, your upbringing mm-hmm. has a direct influence on your choices and who you become in later life. And, and, you know, it's not the, it's not, it doesn't end there, right? You right. have the ability to make choices. Yeah. You have the ability to, to do something different. So I just think it's, it's interesting to look at it from that perspective of he's not fully developed right. in how he's thinking, you know, just biology wise. Additional, additionally, it's, it's like your risk assessment is going to look different if you have nothing to lose. If you're starting from mm-hmm. a place of like, Hey, this is my position, but I could run off to Memphis and fight in the civil war. See what happens there. Like, <laughs> and it's like, when we talk about like, he's a great man in this way. And also he had these issues like gambling. It's like, I think those things are one and the same. Like a lot of his life was gambling. Like, yeah, let's he, just go see what happens when we do this. Yeah. He gambled every time he saddled the horse. And up. he just happened to be really good at so many things that made him win. And then also figuring out which horse was fastest turned out to not be one of those things that he was great at. <laughs> not, <yeah. laughs> that was the Maybe chink in his armor. Yeah. But it, it was just like, if you start from like, without like, this like uh, nest egg or this security blanket or whatever, there's a lot, the risk assessment looks a lot different. And so like, if you are always living in that place, especially when your brain is developing, then later on down the road, it's like more of the same, please. Yeah. It's just interesting. Cause we're looking at a 90 year lifespan a hundred years later. You know, I, I think an important part is if you've got, foundational values, even though they might be real loosey-goosey and that I'll kill somebody or, you know, whatever. But, you know, he didn't have to think about that. I mean, this were, these were reactions that came from the heart. So he got up every day, you know, looking for adventure. I don't know what it was. But he didn't deviate from his value system, which was pretty loose, so kind of his value system was, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. And I'm, he didn't, I don't think he realized this, but he was so far ahead of everybody else in, in making life work that, hey, if he died, he, I don't know that he ever thought about that. He could care. I mean, you yeah, know, he, it he, was he, like he, his, he just, he ran wide open. There wasn't a lot of gray area in his life or the way he lived it, it would seem. It was pretty well. Yeah, it, you, this happens. This is this is what happens when you do this. Yeah, and this is what happens when when you do that. It was pretty automatic. Um, yeah, I think to your point on how unique he is, I would like to see a hundred people have a gun pointed at them, their horse buck, and have the wherewithal to pull a gun and shoot a guy dead. That's pretty remarkable. I would think like I'm totally out of this. You had that happen. You shot a guy dead when I, your horse bucked. I didn't raise my hand then. No, Josh. That was Josh. I just figured, I just figured you had, Brent. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like that's a pretty yeah, uncommon skill set, and it probably goes to the like. Uh, this may this analogy may not make sense, but I got on a kick about reading books about mountain men, eighteen uh, thirties, like going west. And I was like, man, I was born in the wrong time. I should have been done th- born born this time. Should have done all this. And then I got to thinking, I was like, no, like I would be one of the like countless guys who went off into the wilderness and they never heard from again. <laughs> Why don't he write? Just like, like, <laughs> and so like, where's his letters at? <laughs> one of the, It'd be one a of Reader's things, Digest book. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that's really unique about Holt is like, I'm sure there was a lot of guys who lived that way and had one bad day where yeah. they didn't, you know, they didn't make it, but he was just so uncommonly good or lucky or whatever that like he made it to 90 in it and it worked out. Right. And, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. I mean, really, his life story that he made it to ninety, yeah. and guy, also has the story about the horse bucking. Yeah, cocked the gun and, <laughs> and brought it down on him and was an inch higher and didn't make yeah. the horse buck. He might be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he also took that and had the skill to pull out his gun and shoot the guy. It's just yeah, remarkable. Yeah, I thought um, was it Miss Blanton. Mm-hmm. The mother of Greenville. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty crazy story that she basically talked him out of killing her husband. And I thought, if one of you was going to kill Clay, yeah, uh, could I prevent you just by asking you not to, just by politely asking not to? Do you think I, that would work? You bring those cookies. All right, I might talk to you. You bake like the next bags and don't put the oatmeal in there. Do you think that was like uh, some some social aspect that I don't fully grasp? Like the I'll like. T- I know. 
man, I know in my heart the reason he's doing it. It wasn't malicious. Because he killed him by accident. He's trying to stab another guy, and he wound up stabbing Hines and killing him. I think if he'd have done it maliciously. There would have been nothing that could get him off yeah. the trail. Yeah, he liable to shot her and the dog. Almost and like he had this honor burden to do something about it until something, until she was like, please don't. And he's like, fair enough. I think the difference was it was an accidental deal. I agree. Because I, I think if he had maliciously done it, I don't think anybody could have I, saved him. And, and and for the sake of storytelling, I'm sure some of it gets condensed, but I wonder how much of it was he was in West Texas and here's so-and-so stabbed your your dude. Mm. He rides back to Mississippi and when he gets there, he hears the whole story and it's like, ah, well, came all this way. Right. I, I kind of got to follow up on it. <laughs> and then Miss Blanton's like, please don't. And he's like, all right. Hmm. Okay. See, uh, also <laughs> to Malachi's point, he's a little older. The prefrontal yeah. cortex is yeah. developed fully. He's able to calculate. He's had several days of riding. Cost benefit. Like, this, yeah. Well, hmm. <laughs> this feels a little uh, impulsive. Another, he may, it may have been the first grape or orange drink and plug of tobacco he got for doing Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now I've found something. my calling in life. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just another easy decision. Life was just his puppet, man, is the way I see this guy. You know, you, you, you explain what happened, and, and he goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'll go back to Texas. Yeah. Or I'll kill right. somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I'll go kill some bears. You know, like, part of the, the podcast that I really enjoyed was hearing Miner talk about the, the men at the end. What a, yes. What an, what an honorable uh, recounting of these, these yeah. people that influenced him and that he loved and cared for and it, that that means a lot to me. I've I've I have a lot of appreciation for the relationships that I have in my life, and uh, just to hear him talk about it with such such fondness and such reverence of these these guys that worked hard and mm-hmm. you know maybe in the rest of the world's eyes may have been discounted, but he recognized the intelligence and the and the the ethic that were inside of them and how much he appreciated it and drew things from their lives. To apply to his own was what really meant something to me too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you know with that, I think that stood out to me as well. But I think if you look at you know why Miner did this, mm-hmm. and you look at Holt as kind of like a type and shadow, mm-hmm. and he said this like for for people who the system like didn't allow them to thrive, mm-hmm. right? And and that's just not a race thing. That's there's multiple peoples in in multiple sure. races that the system didn't allow you to thrive. And I think, you know, you look at Holt's life and it, I think it shows the the potential when thing, things potentially work for everybody, where people can hone in their skills, people can make connections, people can, quote unquote, you know, interact with individuals who they wouldn't necessarily have the ability to interact and their life produces fruit. Yeah. And I think Holt's life represents, it's just a type and shadow of, of various individuals who either could produce fruit inside of their life or individuals who had the, the, the potential to produce that type of fruit, but the system prevented mm-hmm. them from, 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 from um, producing that type of fruit. And when I say system, that could be like an individual choice, mm-hmm. right? That can be somebody's, your boss's perspective of you that prevented you from, from, you know, rising or that could be anything. And so I just think it's, I, I, I appreciate people who take time to, to give somebody flowers when they can smell them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and show that, you know, everything getting peachy, but there are people who are, who just life sets up in a way that they can produce their fruit. And it, it should make you thankful and make you appreciative if your life is producing fruit. No doubt. Yeah. I think that was probably my favorite part of this podcast, this particular episode. I thought, again, it's just so intriguing, the whole, his whole life story. And it does make you think, I think one of the things that guys like Holt Collier and hearing their stories, because, you know, this is a man whose story was not told for, for decades. Years, yeah. yeah. I mean, what it, no one knew this. People didn't even know this guy existed until really the recent, the recent history. And, um, Can we give a big shout out to Miner's daughter? No doubt. I don't feel yeah. like she's getting enough play she on really, this podcast. Yeah. She lives. Surely a that book was. Surely that book was dedicated to her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> surely she got the 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 dedication at the beginning. Anyway, sorry. But anyway, so you know, you've got a man whose story wasn't told and and wasn't heard until just recently, and you think about. Uh, I think that when you hear those stories and when you hear about a man who 
who rose above so many circumstances. And and I agree with Gary. I mean, clearly he's got these extraordinary extraordinary talents, but also I think that there is something inside of his character that that is distinct. That's that's different. Like the and and it to me it always comes back to loyalty. And even sitting around the fire with Teddy Roosevelt, he looks at the grandson of his lawyer and says, well, "Can I tell?" Can I tell that story? That was the thing that I was thinking of. Like, what kind of person I'd just like to pause for just a second and point out that Isaac has not let me finish a couple stories. But <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead, it's Isaac. The chair. It's the chair. It's the chair. It's the chair. It's the chair. <laughs> uh, go ahead. So I'm, so, I'm so sorry. But I was just listening to that thinking, like, how many people, like, how uncommonly, like, mag- magnetic is this guy that, like, he has long-lasting <laughs> relationships, not just with the lawyer, but the next generation, yeah, you know, like. Right. Hearing that was just like, we didn't touch on that. Like, yeah. he's hanging out with the guy years and years later. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So people who do that make you think about, to me, their life makes you think about your own personal philosophy, your own personal responses, your own personal view. And I think the complexity of his life and his responses and his decisions, ha- like it makes me think about like broader things is it okay that he gambled away his money? Like, am I good with that? Like I, so I've kind of been thinking about that since I listened to the podcast, just like, you know, and I can, I can reason away a bunch of that stuff and, 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 and get to a a good place with it. Not that it matters what I think, but just as I'm, as I'm evaluating his life, it does his life and lifestyle makes me ask my own questions about my life and my life philosophy. And I think these stories are so great and I'm grateful for Minor Ferris Buchanan for telling it. And I thought the, his reason why he invested so much of his time and energy into it was a very honorable, I found no, I thought that was a great, a great way to end it and a great way to. God bless it. (laughs) It's what is happening here. It's all the chair. I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I'm slowly morphing into clay. I'm going to get out, get on one of his mules. I don't know what's happening. I don't even know what I was going to say. What were we talking? I I don't know, Isaac. The fact that he invested a year and a half in making his own thing and then said like, this doesn't help uh, Holt. Like the, the starting off with the historical fiction and like, this doesn't help tell this guy's story. This is my thing. Throws it away and starts over. Like, that's incredible. That was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. You know they talked a lot about the uh, about him asking if he could fess up to that he that he killed James King. Well, he'd he'd already be he'd already been acquitted of that. Yeah, I, I thought so double what, jeopardy. Yeah. No, what is double jeopardy? That's how you're supposed to phrase that. Uh, <laughs> but no, that's the deal. They they couldn't try him again. You can't be tried for the same crime twice. twice. No, he could have walked out of there, got on that, popped a wheelie on that horse in the front of the courthouse, and said, "I did it." Okay, but I think they could have appealed it. No, more evidence came out. Once you're acquitted, that's it. Shoot, dang. That's the that is true. But Brent, I think in the next episode, some fishy stuff happens. Uh Oh, they're gonna start Uh, fishing. That was the other thing that I was gonna say. We were gonna have today is no foreshadowing. (laughs) And now, yeah, it's a good thing I didn't say it because we would have blown it right there. Yeah. So I think the next episode is going to be pretty great. And I think it's going to be our final, the final Holt Collier one. Tune in next time. Tune in next time. for Clay. Batman says. Excuse me. Clay alluded to a movie. And I just think about this as a movie. Holy cow. Would this not be an awesome movie? Yeah, it would be a fantastic movie. You'd almost have to do one of those new, like, full-blown miniseries where you get 10 episodes that are an hour each. I don't Mm -hmm. think you could fit it into a movie. You'd have to do, like... Here's here's the Hulk Collier movie. Tune in next time for where mm-hmm. we cover everything after he turns 18. Right. It's yeah. insane. All right. Okay. Well, any other was- Oh, we didn't touch on the bear inside the log story. We don't have time for it, but remarkable. Yeah, Getting that's trapped crazy. inside of a log by a dead bear that's gotten bloated. Insane. Yeah. Pretty, anyway. Yeah, one of the many super crazy Leave our I listeners mean, with that mental image. Yeah, that, go, that would be the high point of never, someone's life. That ne- would be the best story they have to tell. Most definitely not be the high like point a, of my life. Getting stuck in a okay in high a point log, maybe. I off, mean, but yeah. like it might be the most remarkable. It's story like the that you, scary yeah. thing that I think could actually happen, and now that I know it has happened to someone. Yeah. What's an impossible thing that could happen to me? Yeah, <laughs> definitely log. not a high point. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else got closing thoughts? Final thoughts? I'm ready for the next one. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, no struggle without Claybo. No struggle with uh No struggle without him here. 
It's all good. All good. I think I. I'll be honest. I miss him. Oh, I miss him too. I miss. I miss little face. <laughs> Even if he doesn't let me finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> For, up until now, you hadn't had to had to end to any story. No, I haven't. You I'm. I'm a terrible halfway. finisher. It's something that my whole family knows. When it's time to leave, it's like shoot. Mom's in there Clay's by herself. Clay's not here to tell your punchline. Yeah, well, it's, I'm also a terrible finisher. Like, I can't get out of a situation. I can't. Clay and the kids all say that I find it impossible to leave. It's almost Like, if there's an event. Yeah. So we're just going to have <laughs> how, to cut it off real abruptly. Yeah, how's like my this kids for would. getting out of a, a situation? Make sure to write in to beargrease at com with your Bear Grease Bargain Barn deals. And we'll read them next week on the render. See you then. Tomorrow's missed his birthday. Four, zero. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose Interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. Maui Nui is on a mission to help balance access deer populations for the good of our environment, communities, and food systems on the island of Maui. They've shared over 126,000 pounds of nutrient-dense protein with the Maui community. Secure your spot now. Become a snack subscriber and join in helping to build more resilient food and ecosystems on Maui. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I-Venison.com. And use promo code BEAR for 20% off your first order.